Have you ever looked up at the stars and wondered if your world and everything in it is merely the result of four pasty weirdos who may not even be wearing pants, sitting at their computers talking to each other? What if the moment these dorks grow bored of imagining your world, they can just ball it up and throw it away? Well, welcome to Disposable Worlds. Welcome to Disposable Worlds, the show where we pop your ideas piece after piece into our mouth like so much bubblegum and turn it into the biggest, stickiest wad of creativity that we possibly can. Something better than it was before, hopefully. My name is Ryan, and hey, I guess I'm the, uh, I don't know, I guess I identify maybe as more like a piece of gum. I kind of feel like the juicy the juicy fruit of the, uh, the gumball. There's a lot of, uh, you know, identities you can take in this metaphor. You're really just the, the yeah. chewer of the gum. A series of mouths that chew um, the gum up. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess in this situation, I've gone and found the gum. Is this like some sort of gun, gum suicide? Like with soda, <laughs> do you just end up with just the fruitiest, flavoriest gum that you can? Oh yeah, you know. Uh-huh. You don't want to be the last guy, unfortunately, but it's uh, it's pretty good once now, you get you, it going. You, like, I'm sure you have to keep like some sort of rules. Like you can't combine. You got to keep either spicy gum in in a big ball or fruity gum. Spicy otherwise, gum. You mixing your spicy and your fruity gum, you're just gonna get a big ball of mess. You know. Are you talking like mint or like curry flavored gum? Yeah, well, it's like about? cinnamon. You know, <laughs> cinnamon and, and yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, chutney flavored. <laughs> so. We we also have uh, Jet with us, and Jet is another Radbot Productions uh, contributor, also um, on the Battle Buddies podcast. Say hi, Jet. Hi, Jet. Um, I'll <laughs> I'll be the uh, bubble balloon that you blow up. Like I'll I'll be the thing you pop and you get gum all over your face. Nice. All right. Well, on Disposable Worlds, um, we take ideas that we have uh, solicited off of people um, for their own fantasy ideas and mash them together into hopefully some so- sort of coherent world or creation. So let's hop right in. And we've got Chef Robert Irvine with the uh, idea that every human that is born has a 50-50 chance of gravity affecting them inversely. Instead of their bodies being pulled towards the Earth's core, they are pulled in the opposite direction. Which <laughs> definitely makes caveman days like baby birthing a really yeah. risky proposition. Uh, you had to go find a cave somewhere, or like underneath of a tree. Hmm. I feel like there'd be like a series of strings or pulleys that they'd have to put together, or like go into a forest and then yeah. use the mm-hmm. vines to wrap them up. <laughs> vines and nets across the trees, you know. Yeah. I feel like this would be pretty interesting, though. Like, once cities started being developed, there's, like, the upworld and the downworld people. So, like, essentially, you would you definitely want to build your city, like, maybe in a forest and just have, like, lots of walkways that are upside down mm-hmm. for the people to use. That would get really congested, though, because you'd still probably want it to be so that 
when you're walking around and, and doing your daily routine, everybody else's heads are roughly head level to you as well, whether they're upside down or, or standing on the ground. Would that make me be knocking heads around like left and right? You'd turn and run face first into someone? <laughs> now, like... I'm curious which would be the ruling class, the upworlders or the downworlders? Well, they both claim oh. that they're the upworld. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They. Yeah. They no both one, see it as, as the right. No way. one wants to be downworld. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, but actually, but everything else, I mean, it's just humans that are like inversely affected by gravity. Yeah. So, uh, like objects aren't. So, like, I really do feel like once the oh, upworlders so that really be get like a city going, yeah, like they could really, yeah, this be grabbing rocks and stuff and and taking them up into the upworld. <laughs> make a lot of traps for people pretty easily, I feel like. All sorts of wily coyote contraptions. I feel like the downworlders would get super superior after building the infrastructure to keep the upworlders from floating off into mm. death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be, yeah, it would be really hard, actually, to to do any... Like, the first upworlders would really have a hard time, like, setting off on their own to go, like, strike out and build a... A community. I'm. I'm also curious, like how how far out, like if you jump out into the great expanse of the sky, and you're an upworlder, how far out do you go? Is that like a religious activity? Is it? I don't know. I well, I mean, it's well, no. I mean, you're inversely affected, so you would be shot out into out into space. space. Like I'm. I, oh you God, know, yeah. Once you once you've gotten to a certain age, and it's like, man, now's my time. I'm just gonna jump out into the sky. I'm gonna get as close to God as I can. Yeah, but once you're out there, you can't go anywhere. Like, you're not even going to, like, eventually fall on another planet because the gravitational fields of other objects will be pushing you away, oh, like, man. eternally. That's tragic. That seems like a lonely existence. <laughs> yeah, like, even the, even, the, even the sun is, like, pushing slightly away from you. Aww. Like, uh, so, like, you just, you just cast into space, like, into the emptiness forever. That is very sad, very lonely life. I have like this picture in my head of just a little girl with a balloon, except the balloon is her mom floating in space. <laughs> like... Well, that does actually so uh, like kidnapping kidnapping by upworlders would actually be pretty pretty easy because once they get down here, it just takes two of them to grab you, <laughs> and you will they'll float you right back up to the all upworld. sorts of like ballast ideas where they like yeah. two guys lower down and then they grab onto someone and they accelerate away <laughs> muggings uh, would be horrifying yeah like, yeah no doubt give me all your oh, pocket man. rocks <laughs> well you could i'm wondering actually too like it there's got to be like incognito ways like the sort of uh jack the ripper or like um what's his name like candle jack sort of situation where like an upworlder has like this extensive downworlder worlder uh, disguise where he's got like you know lead boots or whatever mm. that like are keeping him keeping him to the service. But then when he needs to like get the heck out of there, he just like <laughs> knocks the straps off of his boots and flies <laughs> up into the air. I'm sure there's got to be like upworlder and downworlder cop jurisdiction. So if you do a downworlder oh, crime, yeah. you can yeah. just you know seek you have to get island. extradited. How yeah. how much how much earlier do you think flight was invented using the power of people? Just like strapping oh people to wings and just oh, like, like getting a plane dude, to there's fly, probably at some know? point there's probably a nightmare empire at some point that was like having um like uh hot air balloons except massive, just full yes. of like upworlders massive dirigibles filled filled with people or like a, a pharaoh type character riding around on just like one of those pal- um, palanquins and like he's just being lifted up. <laughs> 
This actually might not be a bad situation, though, when you realize that, like, the cost of, like, powering, like, a Zeppelin or whatever, you could just, like, even probably charge people rent to live inside the that, Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And then, and, like, they've got their own little, like, upworld community in there, and it's enough to, to like, float the yeah, Zeppelin keep around. it going forever, you know? Yeah. I mean, they might pay you to do that, or you might just let them have a free place to live, and it just <laughs> lets you fly around everywhere. Oh man, that seems that seems amazing. <laughs> but here's okay. Here's a logistic problem, though. Like it's just so every human born has a fifty-fifty chance of gravity affecting them them inversely, but not like their their poop and pee probably so much. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I was I was wondering like how far down does this go? Like what parts of our bodies? Because, I mean, also, that'd be your food. Technically, your food, like, everything you eat is outside your body, even though it's inside yeah. your body, because everything that's in your guts is, like, not part of you. Yeah, it's not part of you. So, like, you would, you would like, yeah, that would be really so uncomfortable. They're all... Like, every time you burp, like, there's a good chance that you're going to throw up, like, all the water that you drank. Oh, How do yeah. they weigh themselves in the upworld, you know? Like, do you get lighter when you eat? <sighs> that is a good question, Maybe. actually. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Like, if you eat a big, heavy meal, you actually weigh less mm-hmm. in the upworld because you're being pulled back towards the planet. Okay, yeah. That's pretty interesting, actually. I'm trying to think, like, what kind of technologies would arise just from uh, uh, the upworlder's existence? I feel like there'd be, like, a run on, like, those plastic <laughs> mechanical claws. <laughs> like... Yeah, actually, the, yeah. Once they invented that, that would be a good one. Yeah. Except they'd be more like like grappling hook, fish hooks, or, or like a uh, <laughs> like fishing lines oh, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Everybody's always dropping stuff. It's a big problem. The king of the upworld could not wear a big golden crown. He would actually probably have to wear like a big like oh, yeah. golden pair of underwear or something like mm. that, or like a golden cod piece, something that's not going to fall off of your head but can be like <laughs> straddle your crotch. All hats have straps, for one thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be a whole fashion industry around like maintaining a clean, sleek look yeah. while you're floating around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dresses um, dresses are a no-go. No one's wearing dresses. Well, let's do what we do and throw another idea into here and see what it does. Um, Starbeer Boy says, People can finally tune their senses to be more effective at the cost of their other senses. So I guess you can kind of turn up one sense and the other one's kind of turned down a little bit. Hmm. This sounds pretty cool. So I would immediately shut off my nose. Like, I'd be done. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) No roses smelling here. Any situation where I'm dealing with my dog, like, nose, I don't need you. Yeah. Get out of here, nose. I get. I'll put that into my hands for better petting yeah. reflexes. Mm-hmm. Are we? Is it like? Is there a cost to this, or do we just like say, "Hey, now I can not touch anything"? So, well, you wouldn't be able to feel it, I guess, yeah. if you turned off your sense of touch. Oh man, like you could go into berserker mode essentially yeah. at any point because you could just turn off your feeling. Yeah, that that'd be super <laughs> weird. I feel no pain. Yeah, well, that's like an actual thing that's a, a problem. Um, oh yeah, and in in real life, and I feel like I remember that being what actually happens with leprosy is that you like stop being able to feel pain. Oh god! And so like you you just end up hurting yourself and like scratching yourself on like in ways that you in a much more violent way or like like messing up your feet and like biting your tongue and all kinds of awfulness like that. That sounds. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah. No, like yeah, it's a it's a thing. Like people can also like lose their sense of like can be born without their sense of uh, pain or yeah, whatever. I think that. they can still touch. They just don't feel pain. Mm-hmm. 
And so they end up like hurting themselves when they're like brushing their teeth or just like stubbing their toes all to shit. Putting their hands on a hot oven and not feeling anything. Yeah, and not knowing it at all. Yeah, yeah. It's terrifying. I, I heard that like uh, diabetes can cause you to lose your feeling in your feet. So if you get an mm. injury or sore there, you won't know anything and it'll uh, just be. Yeah. So that's. I think that's the lesson is that you never want to go full never, off. Yeah, never, yeah. On, always keep your touch on a little bit. You got to keep that touch going. A little touch. You know? Unless you're in full-on berserker mode, yeah. I guess, and you're like, you're fighting your last stand, you, then, if, then if, it's okay. If you know it's your last stand, like it's now or nothing, then yeah, go go full touch off. But So what would be the benefit of going like full taste? Like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm if you just, just Oh, man. You could have an ecstatic uh, dining experience. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're going to go buy that $500 five-course meal, mm-hmm. you want to really... I, what do you turn off, though? Like, you kind of want to keep your eyes a little bit... You turn off everything. Turn off everything, and it's just this... Just the, just the taste. You take, just a the big, taste. you take a big bite of the most delicious lasagna you've ever had, and you can taste every <laughs> little thing. Like, you know exactly every grain how, of much, salt, yeah, how much salt, uh, everything. Down to the molecular mm-hmm. level. The, oh, man. Like, there must be specialized oh. restaurants that would just be designed for full <laughs> taste experience. Full taste. Mm-hmm. Trust us. We won't rob you while you're blind. And <laughs> <laughs> not feeling your body. <laughs> or hearing hearing anything. Mm. Uh, that's awesome, though. Um, so how does this relate to upworlders and downworlders, though? I mean... I mean, I guess you can you can you'd actually be able to spy on people really pretty easily though oh, in yeah, this world because you could like you could tune down everything except for your your vision and be able to see like an eagle or, or um, your hearing or, so you can like focus in on the exact conversation. Mm-hmm. I think upworlder mm-hmm. spies would be like pretty powerful. Yeah, I mean, obviously upworlders are just sneaky by their very they nature. Did. Like I, I think that we all have to agree with That's that. That's primarily where we get our spies. They're from. just floating around. You don't hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, there's probably a lot of lot of subterfuge, a lot of clandestine operations happening in this world. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. God, if you're an upworlder, you kind of have to live in a basement if you're going to like stay at somebody's house just to be sure. Oh, Timmy's Timmy's coming over, but he's an upworlder, so they have to stay in the basement. <laughs> they have to put a lot of pillows on the ceiling. <laughs> I feel like also all the stairs in this world would be like the double sided stairs, like an Escher. Like an MC Escher style, oh, like yeah. painting, where oh, you've got people yeah. walking up the one side and down the bottom. That's super awesome. Um, you have to make all of your restaurants upworld or accessible. Mm. You have to. It's state it's law. Only, it's only fair, you know. You have to have like an upworlder uh, restaurant staff too. Mm-hmm. Oh man! <laughs> so I imagine they would have like inverse tables so they would have like a table that goes down but the food goes on the inside of the table (laughs) (laughs) man Uh, you really just made me think about how much more complicated eating is in general because like how do you cut a steak you know Uh, like you gotta man do we have to you don't because the the food still stays on the other side of the table for you as an upworlder like i bet they have like a series of tubes or or, just drink it (laughs) Like like tools that are are bent around, so you can like see through the table. Maybe all the tables are glass, uh, so you have to like yeah all yeah all the tables are glass. You have top. these these kind of like dousing rod style knife and fork, so you can like <laughs> cut cut your knife from the top and then pull it around and stick it in your mouth. Oh my! God. You have to drink out of straws, like big weird bendy <laughs> straws that go under the table. Man, being an upworlder sounds great. 
<laughs> it sounds like a real hassle, honestly. You just want to sit down and have a conversation over dinner with your downworlder brother or it whatever. It sounds like you get all the silliest things. Your twin, your twin brother that just happened to be the downworlder, <laughs> and you're the upworlder. Uh. Uh, um, so let's throw some more in here and see what happens. Uh, cool flu says people can have classes just like in role playing games. Hmm. Uh, so I guess you could be an upworlder up thief. Yeah, well, up, or a, a, a yeah, downworld yeah. cleric. Yeah. and downworlder is like your uh, your racial background or whatever. Yeah, okay. I don't know why, but I find myself being really biased against upworlders. I just don't trust them the for opposite. some reason. Yeah. Upworlders, like, they, they, they seem super sketchy. Like they, they seem to me, they seem like top hat wearing, ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> scoundrels, yes, but. They're, they're, they're like wearing monocles and have goofy equipment. I don't know why I'm so prejudiced, though. It doesn't make any sense for me to be. I feel like this they're is... They're all going to be thieves. <laughs> they're, all, they're all thieves and spies, yes. But... <laughs> <laughs> I feel kind of bad about it, though. I don't know why. Um, but they leave, like, they leave, like, silly riddles, you know? And it's like, <laughs> oh, man, that upworlder stole my child, but... <laughs> <laughs> she left me with one humdinger of a riddle. <laughs> you with this riddle, yeah. I can find her in 24 hours if I get the answer right. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Um, so you can have classes just like in role-playing game. Does that mean, though, like, magic is real in this world and, like, divine spells are, like, a thing? What if their classes are, like business person business accountant you know yeah. <laughs> i feel like that's already a thing though in our world like you really we, we really do have that yeah. like like right now i'm multi multi-classing as like a a dad slash like graphic designer or something Par- like that, parenting you know? is a subclass that you can pick up you know at pretty much any time after you're about 15 <laughs> uh, it's very dangerous but i think you get like certain like feats like yeah you can do wheeled pins while writing uh <laughs> writing the papers or whatever that would actually be pretty cool if there were like feats that you could get in our like our world for like classes so like yeah you can like in in like um a business deal or something like that if you crit on like a business deal you also get like a bonus <laughs> business deal or something like that extra money yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What are some other feats though that like are in uh in like everyday real world like roles and stuff like that? Hmm. I think like a good cook. So you get good, good cook, <laughs> and then no matter what, you make good food. Yeah. Um, and you can spice and flavor it however you want. Quality, quality chef. Yeah. What if you were okay? So what if there were like D and D rules though to like everything? So not just like classes. Um, but maybe apply some of the mechanics. So, like, even if you're, like, a, a really competent cook, there is still a 5% chance that you're going to roll a nat 1 and really fuck up the whole dinner. So one out of one out of 20 dinners that you make are just going to be complete fuck-ups, no matter how good you are. But another one out of 20 is, like, the best you've ever cooked. So, yeah. like yeah. yeah, it's, like, critically the best. Critical, critical sandwich. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I got to... It'd be terrible. You get like a critical on your sandwich, but then you totally fuck up the filet mignon. (laughs) Fuck, damn, no. God damn it. I didn't even use steak. I used like a sponge. Like, what what was I doing? That is not Uh, what you do with that. And that's like in everything that you do, though. Like, every, like, even if you're the best businessman, one out of every 20 business deals that you do are going to go horribly awry, like critically <laughs> I, fail. Yeah, I like Let's, the idea that as an engineer, just like one out of every 20 whatevers I do, it's just like, well, that fucked up bad, huh? 
<laughs> Man. <laughs> there's, some, there's some really serious repercussions That whole for bridge that. just came tumbling down. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Like if you're a you're a builder building upworld um yeah. upworld palaces and condos and like one out of every buildings that you make for upworlders will just collapse, collapse and they will fall in they'll fall into the sky. That's why you have that's why you have people who are like inspection agent, you know, and they come around and they roll in <laughs> oh, inspection. Gotta, they gotta and it's like, oh no 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 you guys gotta redo this one. You guys failed that. <laughs> you failed. I got advantage on I have my... advantage yeah inspection but check. there's a I get to roll unless twice. he has advantage though he still also has a five percent chance of exactly. fucking up his the, inspection the, the risk, yeah. you know at least you get that second roll there so like yeah. you go from a, yeah. a one in 20 chance to like a one in 400 chance of, of yeah. both people mm-hmm. fucking up it still happens it still though. happens every happens so often an unnecessary amount there's a lot yes. of upworlders well that just i think go off into the distance i do i do think the compensation you know i worked in aerospace for a while and the the solution is just add more people to look it over you know yeah. just keep just keep adding it. people and eventually those odds get so small or people just keep complaining about such nonsensical things that eventually it just works mm-hmm. you know uh, I guess that's the only recourse you have, honestly. What would happen if you, like, level up? What do you get when you level up? <laughs> well, more hit points, obviously. Uh, yeah, just but, a couple more hit points. Yeah. Um, you can, then you can start multi-classing and stuff. Okay. And you can get the... you. That's when you start getting the feats. Okay. I mean, you might get re-rolls on, on, on critical failures and shit like that. That's really what you're going yeah, for. You want, you you want, want to really... take that lucky feat as early as you can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I know at least a couple people with it, and let me be honest, they, they're fucking. Mm, they're probably pretty well yeah, off. Yeah, now. they fucking. They, they got it. They're set. They haven't at least collapsed a building into the mm-hmm. sky or anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else we got in here. User Tossers Delight says ET situations are constantly happening. Is this like children um, falling in love with an alien and uh, slowly watching it die? Yeah, I think. Or? I think forming deep bonds with aliens. And the government is constantly after them. Okay. Or is it just that aliens keep getting, like, accidentally left here all the time? It's like, uh, uh, just really, this is where aliens go to abandon their children. Like. <laughs> this, is, this is alien Sparta. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is, it's more like the Walmart of the universe uh, where people just get left behind in the confusion. It's, it's, a, like, Whoops. It, it's uh. one of those alien safe drop-off points. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the humans will take care uh, of your child. Do not worry. Yeah. But they're constantly happening, and I feel like they were pretty good about covering up. I mean, look, that was just a kid, like a, a few kids, and they were able to cover that alien up pretty well. I mean, yeah. what are the ramifications, though? Like, are people even aware that E.T. situations are constantly happening? Or are they, because they're constantly happening, everybody just knows that E.T. situations are a thing? I feel like I feel like the Upworlders might know yeah. that E.T. Yeah. things are happening because they see them come down and land they're not oh, they're yeah. still affected by gravity the aliens they got more eyes on the sky honestly yeah. they're looking they're looking that direction a lot more yeah not only are they in on it but i think the downworlders mostly blame the upworlders and so that's why they don't know anything mm. <laughs> it's like the fucking upworlders causing some ruckus with my kids again yeah, all my Reese's Pieces are missing. Those damn upworlders. All the Reese's Pieces have been stolen. I feel like there's probably a lot of, like in the early days at least, there's probably a lot of superstition about upworlders because there's so many aliens coming and the upworlders are almost kind of like the the guardians of the sky a little bit, even if they're not at all. Yeah. They just happen to fall into it all the time. But like, I, I feel like there'd be a lot of like real hard feelings about it. I think you're right that like, 
ETs are somehow connected to the Upworlders, even if they don't have anything to do with it at all. I feel like the Downworlder government blames the Upworlders as sort of like a propaganda program for all the alien shit that happens, all the abductions or, you know, endless. children hanging out with aliens. Children befriendments. We gotta stop this. <laughs> these children are making friends with aliens, and we do not like it. Get all these trash aliens that alien parents leave here. We gotta get rid of them. <laughs> we can't. This, this alien was abandoned. It might have some sort of space disease. I do not want it near my child. There's a lot of strife, obviously, between the Uprollers and, and the Downworlders, but I feel like it's a constant civil war, like brother against brother, obviously, because... <laughs> Every like you know, a, every other yeah, one of your siblings it's a 50% is a fifty percent chance and is not yeah. passed down genetically. How do you? You can't even like. How do you? You gotta like. You gotta be able to like have other families that you could just give your children to. I feel like because there's you an cannot raise program. an upworlder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a one in one out like <laughs> sort of. A, or maybe it's more like a changeling situation where people are constantly just like a baby swapping, out, swapping out babies. <laughs> maybe that's what the ET situation really is more like. Is it re- regarding like the difference between the the upworlders and the downworlders? People are just ditching their babies in like the downworld, um, and then you have to kind of just deal with it or whatever. I don't know. I think if I was an upworlder, I'd just strap a fan to my back and just like <laughs> let that take me wherever I need to go. A nice heavy fan, yeah. so you're kind of floating in between yeah. halfway. Yeah, <sighs> that's not bad. That's, yeah, that's, that's not a bad idea. You would never really be able to swim, though. Well, I was wondering, like, okay, if we're going with the idea that things still things still weigh the same and go down, if you find something that is exactly your weight. Can you just kind of like float around in the air? You must be able and to. Just like you have to swim with your arms through the air because that sounds pretty yeah. great. Yeah, mm. I mean, you, I think you just by definition you just have to. Like, I would you'd be able to. I would find just some weights, you know, and just yeah. like strap it to my body. I think there would be a lot of there'd be like types of clothes with built-in pocket rocks. Oh like, hell yeah. yeah! Oh yeah, yeah. You can empty them out when you want to go back. And murders would get crazy because they just like steal your pocket rocks. No, that does make that does make um, yeah, like thievery amongst um, uh, upworlders a very interesting thing because it's like you can only the more you carry and try and make off with, actually, the better a chance you have of escaping because mm-hmm. you're just that much lighter and can fly up and stuff. And if somebody robs you, yeah, you might get totally screwed, like, as an upworlder. Like, you don't want to fall in the wrong way. Um, so let's see what else we got here. Let's throw in the last idea and see if any of this can, like, be made into a, a coherent <laughs> anything. Uh, Crime Ocean says, cowboys are back in a big way. <laughs> um, so c- cowboys are back in a big way. Oh, man. Uh, as, like, a cultural movement, I guess, or as a way of life, or just... I feel like... There's like a new form of manifest destiny, but in the sky. Like, <laughs> yeah, we gotta take every, the sky. everything the light touches belongs to the upworld. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, but I don't know, man. I wonder if they. How do the upworlders ride horses? Ups like on their on their t- they, on their tummies. They ride, you have to get like two or three upworlders onto the belly of a horse so that you can float it up a little bit. Yeah, I feel like you got to get like tied to the to the back as an upworlder. Yeah, 
No man, you're riding on its tummy like it's like your mama, and you're like a little <laughs> yeah. koala. Man, when that when that horse is running though, like full gallop, you are definitely getting kicked in the face. <laughs> I know you got to be careful. That's why you got to lay down on it. Like you can't like you can't sit upright. You can't you can't play. You got to hug that big horse. No, you got to lay down. You're like a koala or like a chimpanzee strapped to that thing's tummy. Okay. Which actually is a really good. I mean, honestly, that is probably why the cowboys are back in a, a big way because <laughs> if you can ride a horse in that way, like. Good luck getting shot off of it, man. Like, yeah. like that's a you're not very and visible. At let me all. tell you the bond you build with a horse when you're on its tum tum all the time. <laughs> all man, day long. You Did all those good bo- belly rubs? Never, never <laughs> made a better friend than that tum tum horse. <laughs> you're dangerous though, man. Like, think about it though. A guy. So back in like, um, I'm I'm using knight days instead of like cowboy days right now for the example. But back in medieval times. If you were a knight and you were an upworlder knight, you had a way better chance of survival because all you got to do is stick your lance out between the horse's front legs. <laughs> and just take them and down. Like, yeah, you're more like playing pool than anything else. <laughs> and people are having a really hard time knocking you off of the tummy of that thing. <laughs> but the same deal. Now you like, you're in sniper mode all the time. So if you, you've got your uh, cowboy rifle mm. and like you're just laying there on the bottom of yeah, a nobody horse. Nobody even like, knows just, where that you're there. Yeah. There's a horse and now you're dead. There's there's just a horse that walks up and like, huh, that horse looks kind of fat. I don't know, it looks like it's got a big old belly. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So back to like the class structure, like (laughs) there's just been this emergent, maybe some new DM got a new module is like, here, let's add cowboys as classes. Cowboys. Everybody gets the cowboy class now. I'm a desperate. I mean, honestly, you would, you would take people very unawares. Um, if everybody else is clerics and bards and and thieves and that sort of shit, all of a sudden a <laughs> cowboy, cowboy gets thrown. I got mix. guns. Like, that is clerics, bards, <laughs> businessmen, businessmen, <laughs> engineers, cowboy, uh, cowboy. Because they got quick draw and everything. They've got quick draw. They've got horse tummy riding. Dual depending on whether you're an upworld or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dual wielding. So far, they're the only ones who can use guns, which is like a really big advantage. Let's be Everybody else is not proficient with guns. No, not even a little bit. Even though they can make them and yeah, buy them, yeah. they just they just can't get their heads around it. It's like I I don't know what to do with this. Like how do I, I just, how do I click this little? I really wish I had that extra plus three to my rolls, but man, that's why the cowboys are back in a big way though, because everybody is multi-classing to get the cowboy class so that they can get the proficiency. Shit, man! This actually sounds like a really fun world. Oh, I would almost yeah. probably play an yeah. RPG in this yeah. world. I would, I would live in this world. I would be a top worlder, uh, an upworlder, <laughs> one of the up, up folk. Yeah, yeah, that that would be fun. Uh, oh, man, top. Yeah, the top worlders are, are really though. They would really treat the downworlders like oh, shit. Yeah. They'd, they'd be literally pooping on them. Yeah, literally, <laughs> yeah, literally pooping them all the time. Oh. Like everything. You get drunk as an upworlder, and you're out walking down this the, your upworlder street, and you're that that scumbag that's so drunk that he just throws up on the on the pavement. Oh, yeah. Like it doesn't go on the pavement; it goes <laughs> yeah. all on the way Jerry. down, all the way up, on, all yeah. the way down on <laughs> poor, Jerry. <dude. laughs> poor old Jerry, who just has a big bag of groceries, yeah. he's going home oh, with, man. and all of a sudden it's it's full of puke now. Going home to him and his fourteen children. I feel like oh, this God. strife you... would eventually boil over, and there would be some sort of upworld downworld war like oh yeah big time and i do feel like the upworlders would have the advantage because they can just drop their bombs like yeah they got the high ground like a random guy just has to open his hand and now there's a grenade (laughs) on the ground 
Yeah, it really, it really is an unfair advantage for the Upworlders. God damn! I'm trying to imagine how their what their fleet of, <laughs> fleet of airplanes and stuff looks like, and how they even take off and like. <laughs> Stuff. I think it's still just like a series of guys with fans yeah. tied to their back. I think like, they never they never evolve past just strapping dudes with fans <laughs> onto some big plane because they a never tried need and true to. Technology. It's no, it's not necessary. The downworlds that there's, they're the ones like building shit. Oh, yeah, that's so good. But you could have so many traps for upworlder invaders, like. You want to you want to live in a one story house, and you want to have a ton of of skylights that you can like like open at a whim or whatever. And then they just so when go they come off. in, yeah, yeah, they just fly off into the nothing. <laughs> uh, oh man, but they would probably have parachutes. Like upworld or parachutes would still kind of work a little bit. Isn't that just a yeah. rock? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, either well, I mean, either that or like a literal parachute, like an upworlder that's flying into the sky and then deploys their like parachute it, it buys them some time yeah. for somebody to just, like fly yeah, along and yeah. like and save them it slows their slows their ascent so what would an upworlder do for leisure like what's their like go-to activity um what was like i mean taking a bath as an upworlder is actually a really situ- like a weird situation dude. honestly <laughs> they'd all have to be showers that go down your body like that would be weird it's actually probably <laughs> all it is is like it's actually probably all it is is like a deep. You have like a bath. It's like a really deep bath with a ladder that goes into it. So you just climb up the ladder <laughs> into the the bath, scrub yourself down head first, you know, and then just come right back out again. Yeah. Um, but the like the drain has to be below that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're like they're like bars inside the tub that you use to hold yourself mm-hmm. in there. So it's like you're yeah, always, you pull yourself up. You're always getting a workout while you're bathing. <clears throat> you know. Yeah, Skylanders are probably pretty buff, honestly. And they, they are very weight conscious, too. Because mm-hmm. you know, like, they're watching what they're eat, eating. Because they know that they don't have, they don't want to be carrying around that many rocks. Yeah. yeah. And probably they're, it's not easy to get rocks up there. Yeah, rocks are expensive. Like that would just make rocks a premium. And I bet there'd be, like, yeah. fad rocks, like, styled <laughs> rocks. And get the... Uh, like, Quartz is like really in for a while, and then all of a sudden it's something like concrete. Back in the eighties, it was quartz, and then the nineties, it was concrete. Well, yeah, then... the the wealthy people can afford to carry around a lot of of lesser dense rocks, you know, that mm-hmm. are just really stylish. Everyone else is carrying around just like really dense rocks. It's like I like I can only afford this these two rocks, you know. I need the most. Well, of what's them. what's heavier, lead or or gold? Because I know gold is super heavy and lead is also, but what's heavier? Because like. If lead's heavier than gold, then that's actually more of a premium for, uh, for uh, upworlders. I mean, lead poisoning would be a big deal up there. Yeah, that would be a big deal. <laughs> uh, that's something to watch out for. Cool. Well, I don't know. That might be a world, honestly. Like, yeah. I feel like we covered a lot in like a, a good amount of time. <laughs> yeah, that's that was true. A good clip. Uh, we we knocked through that world. Yeah, we did. That went really fast, and I feel like we don't even have to edit anything out. Like, I feel like this is. We can just replace Cody. Oh, I'll come in here. We got <laughs> yeah, perfect. We don't even need you, Cody. See you later. Bye. He, well, he can keep he can keep editing it, but he doesn't mm, get to come true. back. Yeah, on we need someone. Got in one. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a world. Um, let's throw that one away. That was actually one that worked pretty well, honestly. All things considered. Uh, yeah, I like I like this world. Yeah. A cowboy, cowboy upside down people. I kind of want to play a D&D world. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. This is one of the few where I'm like, man, we should design a role-playing game <laughs> in this world so that we can be 
That'd be a world fun, of thieves. like, battle buddies aside It would thing. be pretty cool. <laughs> Into the upworld. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, um, thank you, everybody that submitted ideas. Um, Chef Robert Irvine, Starbeard Boy, Cool Flu, Tosser's Delight, Crime Ocean. Um, thanks a lot. Um, hit us up on uh, Facebook and on Reddit. Reddit is where we post these prompts. So uh, go to the subreddit Disposable Worlds and look for the next place that you can give us some crazy ideas like this. Um, find us on our website, radbotproductions.com, where you can listen to previous episodes of Disposable Worlds and also catch the other podcasts and projects that we are working on. And thank you to everyone from Belafonte for the use of our theme song, Bastion, off the uh, EP Prime Meridian. You guys can find that on like Apple Music or Spotify. And it's cool. Yeah, and thanks, Jet, for coming and, and uh, doing this with us while Cody's hey, uh, well done, out of town. It was a and good time. Check out Jet on the Battle Buddies podcast. Um, subscribe it, review it, like it. Same with us. Until next time, this is Disposable Worlds. <laughs>